Blog Talk Radio. Over the airwaves, you're listening to JC Hawks Radio. Welcome to the show. Today is Monday, April 17th, 2017, and I am J.C. Hawks. Today's guests are Coach David Johnson, head coach of the Tri-Cities Thunder, and Liz Hudson, player co-owner, and Shonda D.C. Jones, team coordinator of the Fayetteville Fierce. The Tri-Cities Thunder will come on at 15 minutes after the hour, and the Fayetteville Fierce will come on at 35 minutes after the hour. I opened up the chat room at radio.jchawks.com, and if you just click the button on the left that says chat, uh, you don't have to sign in or anything. It'll just show up as guest. I'm in there right now. So if you want to go into the chat room at radio.jchawks.com. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can email me at jc at jchawks.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JC underscore Hawks. Um, this is a little bit of recap of last week's games on April 8th. We had the West Virginia Wildfire uh, play against the Washington Prodigy, and the Washington Prodigy beat the Wildfire 67-0. And the Tri-Cities Thunder played the Tennessee Diamondbacks and went to beat them 30-6. to and those were uh, April 8th game. There was no games over the weekend during the holiday weekend Easter. Happy Easter. Hope you all had a great Easter. Um, I'm looking over at the USWFL website, and they still don't have the uh, league schedule up. You know, I've been relying it on the teams, uh, for the teams to have their schedules up. And I know there has to be some makeup games. So um, when Liz and DC come on the show, as well as Coach Johnson, um, we'll talk to them about their makeup games because they're going to have to shift them a little bit on the schedule. Um, some of them actually were supposed to start on the 8th. There were several games uh, that were supposed to kick off on the season opener on the 8th, but they got moved, bumped to April 22nd. So that game kind of fell off. So I want to find out from these teams where those games are going to be. Are they going to move them to the end um, as, as the schedule scheduling gets put up? I uh, talked to. Um, John Spatz of Easy Football Rankings. I don't know if you remember me uh, talking about that last week. I had a clip on. Uh, John Spatz does rankings. Um, you can kind of compare rankings and ratings. Um, he kind of did a, 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 sh- a little snippet on that. Uh, Massey does ratings and John does rankings. And if you want to listen to last week's show, um, I did a little bit of that in the first 15 minutes uh, of the show. So you can kind of uh, forward it from the player. So if there's any any episodes or, or teams you want to rehear, you don't have to listen to the whole show. You can actually forward on ahead. Um, like I said, I usually have the, the the guests on at 15 minutes after the hour and 35 minutes after the hour. So um, if you just want to skip to those interviews, then that's why I usually let you know where you can listen to those interviews. Uh, we actually had our debut on April 3rd, and uh, we had 
Excuse me. We had the crew on and the pride, and then our April 10th, we had the Wildcats and the Prodigy, and this week we have the Fayetteville Fierce and the Tri-Cities Thunder. We're going to try to get uh, at least two teams every week. We're on each and every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, the teams that are calling in tonight are three hours ahead. I'm, I'm in Sacramento, California. So um, Liz is actually going to be calling from Africa. She's out in Africa, but uh, she'll be calling in um, using Skype. So it's going to be really early Tuesday morning there. So she'll be calling in uh, from Africa as well as um, Ashanda. She's, you know, back home. Um, but they'll be calling at 35 minutes after the hour. And again, Coach Johnson will be calling at 15 minutes after the hour. I want to talk to you a little bit about the games that happened over the weekend. Um, I was listening to uh, some of the video stream or watching some of the video stream and then listening to some of the audio broad broadcasts. I actually only listened to one audio broadcast. And I kind of had tweeted that uh, I really miss the good old-fashioned audio radio broadcast because it's it's a little hard. You have to actually put when you stream live on a video, you have to put a great product out there because you want people to you know in, you don't want to have them coming back for more. So it's kind of hard. You know, you have to get the good product when you have um, the camera so far away from the field. It's like watching little bitty ants, and so. If, you, if you're going to put like a video stream on there, you want to get as close to the game as you can. I know that you're trying to get the whole field, but it's actually hard for people to see, especially if they're not familiar with the teams or the players. Um, me, I prefer good old-fashioned uh, audio play-by-play. And uh, there was actually one over the weekend. It was the Austin Yellow Jackets against the Houston Energy. And I, I got to listen to that for a little bit, and I just thought he did, he did, they did a great job. Um, representing the game, um, it's it's you know you have to find a good play-by-play. -play. You just can't get any announcer to announce the game. It reminds me of a story when um, I used to loan out my soundboard um, on another uh, blog talk show. To I, I never I don't do play-by-play, uh, -play, but I but I had the means for them to do a play-by-play, -play. Um, and. I had this this team that says, "Oh yeah, yeah, we have a we have a play-by-play -play announcer." I said, "Oh great, you know." And I didn't think anything of it. I you know took the team at their word. And so the announcer calls in, and I tell them, "Okay, make sure you you tell us the scores." And you know, every so often, you know, you you get in there, jump in the scores, and um, you know, you just don't. We don't want any dead air. No dead air. Well, he was more of a game day announcer. Because every time they're about to set up, he go, and what did he say? Uh, I kind of wrote this down. It's that he said, here we go, every time. And it was so funny. It's like, okay, what's going on? Here we go. <laughs> so I wound up uh, tweeting the game, you know, based on just, just scores. And I think my tweets were more exciting than his play-by-play. -play. Um, but – so that goes to show, you know, you have to have a, a good play-by-play, -play, um, you know, broadcaster online. And, and so there are advantages and disadvantages. Um, it kind of reminds me of another story. Uh, I believe this was before Twitter and before the tweets came out, you know. And um, 
we were we were going to be in the playoffs, and it was, it was it came down to this one team beating the other team, and the other team was favored, and the owner of the of our team was getting text messages from somebody who's actually at the game, and you know we're intently listening to this this broadcast, and 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 as as she texted me, I would text other people, and it was actually exciting. I mean, you know, fumbles and you know recoveries and. It was actually an exciting game. But when we actually got to see the video, it wasn't that exciting. The text was exciting. And so sometimes, sometimes you know, when you do an audio broadcast, you can make the game exciting more than it looks. I mean, you're calling the plays. At, like I said, I'm old-fashioned. I prefer a good audio game broadcast. So if there's anybody out there, you know, in the USWFL that wants to, you know, do an audio broadcast of their game, I am first going to ask you, though, does your guy do play-by-play? I might have to ask for a little demonstration. Uh, I don't want to run into that issue again, which we had. Um, and the advantage also of, you know, an audio game broadcast, the mobility. You know, I'm doing the show using a cell phone. If I didn't have a guest, you know, guest on, I could be, you know, in my car, on an island, on the beach. I could be broadcasting wherever I am. Uh, so that's the advantage of mobility. Um, Nate Lewis of U.S. Sports Radio, uh, he always did a broadcast, and he would pretty much stay in the stands because he would always have uh, individuals, you know, be interviewed um, for the game, you know, the halftime, and he'd have people on the on the fields interviewing the players, you know, in between the plays and all that. Um, so it was exciting, you know, you got to listen to it and, and sometimes you, you can't be where you can watch the game, but you can listen to the game. And even if it's on internet radio, um, I know like, like blog talk, you can, you know, on your, you know, with the smartphones, you can listen on your smartphones. And then we had people, uh, when we knew the game was going to end because it was only like a three-hour broadcast, but it, it had a, it went, went beyond the three hours. So I'd say, hey, you know, the broadcast is going to end, but call this number and you'll be able to hear the whole game. Otherwise, you'll have to pick up, you know, after the game is over. But uh, that's that's the advantage of, of, you know, broadcasting, you know, using, like, Internet radio. Um, so we have uh, – we'll, we'll have a – Coach Johnson coming on in about five minutes. Uh, you know, there's there's a, a few uh, good stories I have out there, but you know, I wanted to play something while we're waiting for him. Uh, it's it's uh, one one day I was uh, doing a show. I was out in the um, we kind of went to the river, and uh, we weren't getting really good reception, so I had to drive back up to the park. And so let me let you play this. This is like a little personal snippet that uh, um, when I was doing my other show, I had to kill time because I was going to get a caller and I was waiting. I was kind of kind of killing time, kind of like I'm doing now. <laughs> but I wanted to play this last weekend and I didn't get a chance to do it. So it's, it's not – the only thing about football-related is I was doing a football show and I was waiting for somebody to call in. But this was kind of a humorous story, and I'd, I'd kind of like to share this with you. And if there's anybody else that wants to call in and give their highlights, they can call in at 646-915-9555. And Nancy was actually out walking. Did you have a nice walk, Nancy? Yes, I did. You did. Why don't you give us, uh, while we're waiting for any calls to call in, 
I'm going to give you the mic and tell us what you did. You did for the last hour while I was in the car. I'm going to be staying in the car for another half hour. <laughs> no, here, that won't be. If nobody calls in, I'll just abbreviate the show. That's all. Anyways, we're here in Auburn, California at Canyon Creek something. And I don't know whatever the name is. But um, I took Bailey, who's 14. Our dog. And uh, I was a little ill-prepared to what our adventure was going to be. But anyways, um, prior to the show, Barb was like, well, let's go somewhere where where it's scenic. And the last time I was here was probably a good five years ago where, uh, you know, this town was 1849, started, and has old train tracks and an old gold mining place. And you can go down to the river. I think it's the American River, and there's, like, really old train tracks, bridges that are above you. And and I asked one of the guys that was over here at this original place, before the show started, I said, hey, I, I was here, but I can't remember how to get down there. And he's like, yeah, get out, take a right, go downtown, take a right, and go down the go down the road. What he didn't tell me was that this road was, like, three miles down at 8% grade. Yes, you heard it, 8% grade, which is very... And a Nancy old jalopy, we'd never make it. Right, because I have a 94 Ford Escort, and it barely goes up the 1,000 feet elevation from Sacramento to Auburn anyway. So I come back because I knew most likely that we would lose reception for the show, and I didn't want Barbie yell at me, so I came back up to this park at this Cranion Creek whatever. So she's like, go, 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 go away, go away, and the show's going to start. So Bailey and I left, and we went down this trail, which kind of looked okay in the very beginning. But then eventually it turns into like this, I'm assuming, 8% grade. Uh, maybe Barb could post up the picture on her website tomorrow, but uh, Bailey's looking down upon the American River, and it's really, really beautiful. Well, I, I said to myself and Bailey, I says, well, you're going to be thirsty. Let's go down to the river. Can't be that bad of a hike. Well, I was totally wrong. <laughs> so I would say we made maybe maybe at the halfway point, maybe less than that, maybe a third. I, I couldn't tell because it was like switchbacks. So I honestly don't know. Well, um, we met a couple that was on this trail, and they went down, and I, I let them go first. And then when they took this corner, I looked down, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Bailey's never going to make it. It must have been like an 11% grade because it was ridiculous. So at this point, I told Bailey, I said, Bailey, we're not going to make it. Let's go back up. And mind you, Bailey is deaf, so Bailey really doesn't hear what Nancy's talking about. So we go back up the trail, and um, she's actually a good hiker. However, I was better than Barb. However, a couple times where we had to fork because the trail forked a couple times, I kind of remembered which way to go. I would never trust Bailey ever again to lead me because she kept choosing the wrong trail. She's blind, too. (laughs) And this is Barb's dog, too. Poor Bailey. She's in the back seat right now, sleeping because I wore her out. So anyways, we go back and th- these 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 trail the trail going up now is horrendous. 
and poor Bailey with her little hind legs, they can barely, like, climb her up, you know, because she has very weak hind legs now. And we made a wagon for her back legs. <laughs> We're going to have to eventually make a wagon for her legs. So I eventually had to use my hand to push her butt up while she uses her front paws to go up. And it was it was all right, like, the first three times, but the trail was mainly up the whole way up, and I didn't realize how far we went. So I'm dying by the time we get up to the hill, to the parking lot, because the whole time I'm bending down and walking at the same time. I mean, it's all right to walk straight up a hill, but can you imagine bending and walking up a hill? That That's a lot of work right there. Plus pushing a dog. I mean, I know Bailey's not that heavy, but she's 40 pounds and poor thing. But she did, she did rather good. So she's got a tick on her. And she's got a tick. Okay, so well, I, gotta... then I am saved by a football caller. Let me unmute the 484 area code. Hang on one second. Where is my... You're going to get the tick, right, Nancy? My dog has a tick. And Nancy's got it. <laughs> Nancy's got it. Okay, 484 area code. You saved me from the long story of Auburn Trails. Okay, I just wanted to play that. That was uh, I was doing another you know football show and we were waiting for a caller to call in um, and it was just it was humorous because like I said if you listen to uh, my very first show on April third I kind of said that we have done shows in different places <laughs> so that was one of them but it looks like we have oh I think he fell off. We did have Coach Johnson. I'll wait for him a little bit. I'll see if I can give him a call back. He's he's He was on the line. I had a little bit, two minutes left of the audio. Um, let me see if I can get a hold of him. Oh, it looks like he came back on. Coach Hello. Johnson, is that you? Hello. Yes, How are you doing? Doing fine. Yourself? Oh, I'm doing fine, thank you. Uh, yeah, I was playing a story, <laughs> something that happened when I used to do a radio show before um, – we were waiting for a caller to call in, but I thought I wanted to play this last week, and it just so happens you called in like, oh, poop, it's, you know, two minutes more uh, left, uh, and you, you came on. But uh, I wanted to welcome you to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. Now, you're the head coach of the Tri-City Thunder. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. So have you uh, been head coach for the last two seasons? This will be our third season, yes, ma'am. Oh, your third season. We're starting third our third. Season. We played one game so far, and we this is our third season. Yeah, I saw that. Congratulations on, on your win. Okay, I had you down for Thank your you. second season, so this is your third season. Um, yes, ma'am. So I was looking at the website. Um, and for those that are joining us, this is head coach David Johnson of the Tri-City Thunder, and you're located out in ten- Tennessee, correct? Yes, ma'am. Northeast uh, tip of Tennessee, a little area called the Tri Cities. That's uh, Bristol, you know, Kingsport, Compton City. Yeah, your first game was against the Diamondbacks, and I'm thinking, okay, that's Tennessee to Tennessee, but that was a, a five and a half hour uh, a drive, at least for them. And I'm sure you're yes. going to be turning back around playing them as well. Yes, ma'am. It's about 350 miles uh, away. They've got a really good team. Don't do that. Now, um, yes, ma'am. now, kind of looking at your your roster, and what is the, what is the uh, the longest travel you have you have to do? Is it about five and a half hours? Or is it pretty 
pretty centrally located where you don't have to travel so far? Yes, ma'am. So far, um, every game that we're supposed to play is going to be the 350-mile range, give or take a little bit. So five mm-hmm. to six hours should be the most we have to travel till playoff time if we're lucky to make it or whatever happens there. But as far as our regular season, we're looking at five to six hours travel. That's not, actually, that's not too bad. You know, you have teams that have to go 12 hours and – because, I mean, you, you're in the Central Division, so you have a lot of teams in your division, and so pretty much yeah, probably everybody is a pretty close vicinity. Yeah, we're really really in a good location to, to get to a lot of these teams where, you know, a lot of them are up uh, Detroit or in Houston or, uh, you know, up in uh, Washington, uh, D.C., places around where, you know, it's all a long ways to about every team you have to travel to. So we're we're fortunate to be right here in a good location. Yes, and um, your 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 opening game was actually on the uh, season opener for the USWFL. Now, for teams that you know actually had games planned but didn't play, now how are, do you know how they're going to make up those games? No, ma'am, I, I sure don't. I, I was on the phone with the league owner last night and uh, talked to her about some things, and we're still trying to figure it out. I mean, you know, as the way women's football goes, some teams say they're going to play, and they get a schedule, and then right up to the end, and then they decide they ain't going to play for whatever reason, and it throws everybody in a loop. And uh, mm-hmm. sort of, you know, yeah. it's really a bad thing. And it's something that the league, you know, can't uh, do anything about. I mean, you can't make people play, and you can only, uh, you know, they pay their dues, and you can only take their word that they're going to play. And then then it just uh, messes up everybody, especially these teams that had home fields rented and and had flyers out there. And, you know, it's, it's just not a good thing, and I hate it for everybody, you know, when it happens like that. Well, I think I think a lot of times it's the fields, getting the fields, uh, you know, because if you don't get it, you know, put it in for a certain time, you lose that field. Would you ever consider, say, hey, you know what, we have a field, you know, if you don't mind traveling, you know, was that something you guys would consider? Say, hey, you know, I got a field, I can get it for another two games. Would you travel to us? Because, you know, it is the field yeah. that sometimes they have a hard time with. Yes, ma'am. And, and you know, we do too. We have to uh... – sit down before the year starts and I have to have all my now I can add some dates but the dates that I need for sure I have to go mm-hmm. ahead and pay for dates and solidify it up front where we play our home games is a really really nice uh, facility and uh, it's got the turf field it's a legendary castle um, so it's, it costs a lot of money but it, you know it's worth it to us to play at such a nice mm-hmm. place but you have to pay for all that up front. So when these oh, teams yes. won't come, or something, it really puts you in a bind. But sure, we'd be, you know, I'd be glad to uh, have any games there that, that we could, you know, I can add. Like I say, I have to have the ones for sure because it's uh, owned by the city. And uh, if they got something going on at the school, they get first option versus us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why it's so uh, important that, we get a schedule that we can go with pretty early. Now, you're a head coach. Now, are you are you a coach anywhere else? Do you do you coach uh, 
school or do you coach college? Oh, besides, no, no, man. No, no my, bro- we're, we're, my brother was a football coach for ever uh-huh. and coached some guys that played in Division One and in the pros, and I helped him some a lot at camps and stuff like that. But, no, I I don't coach anywhere else but here. This is enough. So that's where you got your experience then from helping your brother coach the – Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I played now, my whole life. Him. You, know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, every time we have, I, I love, I love the coaches. Coaches are great. Um, every, you know, I used to have coaches on my shows all the time, and and you know, I think they were the biggest fan of women's football. And um, mm-hmm. so, from coaching, coaching men or boys, men or boys, um, what what did you find the differences, like uh, men versus the women? Did you find uh what did you find that you enjoyed the, about coaching both of them? Three, the three things that that are are the critical women versus men is the knowledge, the strength, and the speed. That, mm-hmm. Those are unconditionally the three most important things that are difference between the guys and the women. Um, I like coaching women better than men. Because most of them don't know, and if no matter what you tell them, they're going to do or try. You know, most guys have played for a long time. They know more than you, you know. And uh, so, to me, I mean, it, it took me a while. I'm not going to lie to you. It took me a while to really dial in and get adjusted to how to coach these women versus how to coach the men, you know. So, but it's been it's been a great thing. I mean, it it really has. It, and I'll tell you when you when you can sit back. We don't have but like eighteen players, and nine or ten of them are brand new. When we played last week, was their very first game ever. And when you can see the progress they've made from the time they've come till you can win a football game with a rookie quarterback, rookie running back. Uh, rookies on the line, you know, rookies starting at wide receiver. Uh, we got them starting, you know, everywhere. And when you can see the growth from the time they come to you and don't even know what positions are, so you can go win a game convincingly, oh, it's a great feeling. Yes. Yeah, I was kind of looking at your stats from, from last season, um, and, and you put them up. Um, how quickly now do they require – I'm a stats person. I love looking at the stats. Um, mm-hmm. How does the league? How what is their? Um, do they expect it up at a certain time? Um, you know, within the next week, so that way teams can kind of see and exchanging a video and things of that yeah. nature. Does it require that? Yeah, we're supposed to uh, uh, trade the fam. They, I don't know that they've got that link up yet. Uh, we our stats are up on our uh, Facebook page right now. Uh, we uh, we've been trading uh, or not trading film, but putting film on uh, YouTube, and you can add these other teams or stuff. You know that you're going to play, so they can see it. And you know, like one whole year, we've well, I'll be honest. Every year I've ever been in women's football, we haven't traded film at all. So really? you know, they they want to know. So every game you go into, you just go into blind, and you know. You don't know anything, so for the first two or three possessions, it's a scary thing, you know, because you don't know what they're lining up in. You don't know how to practice against it or 
anything. Now, I know, like, the, the bigger leagues and stuff, they got the links and, and all that, and it's mandatory. You have to have those up by certain dates and your stats in by certain days and, and that kind of stuff. But, I, you know, I think it, I think every team more to trade film. I think every team more to have the stats up. These girls play and put in a lot of time and, and work and effort, and I think they deserve the recognition for it. Yes. Yeah, we had we had a team uh, that didn't want to trade film, but another another helpful owner <laughs> gave film of of them on their one of their games, so it was very helpful. But yeah, I agree. You, you know, you should be trading film and you should be putting the stats up for the recognition. You know, for the players. I mean, you know, so that way people yes. can kind of see and and for their own for their own records. You know, to keep track of yes, what they're you know what they did. Now, what well, what sure. do you found your yeah, the biggest challenges of, of of a women's team of putting together. You said the fields. You have to kind of plan ahead as a as a team as a because you're a team owner. Uh, what have been the biggest challenges? Um, you know, with fundraising or uniforms or travel. What has been your biggest challenge? Finding players. Finding <laughs> no, players. No just finding players. We live in a we live in a small area and. Uh, it's really hard. I mean, we probably live, I mean, I ain't going to say we live in the smallest area, but we live in a small, small area. And to find these girls that, you know, that really want to play, that want to practice, that want to dedicate to, you know, what I call being great. I mean, I, I mean, every, each person has a career uh, opportunity. I mean, so we got school teachers, we got, uh, we've had doctors, uh, we've got some that are studying to be lawyers and, single moms and you know you get a wide variety and it's hard for them all to make all the practices and and games even but for me you know my motto is always is if you want to be great you got to put in the time at practice show up the most you can the extra work and that and finding players that that want to commit to that has has been the biggest challenge for me Now you said you had eighteen players. Um, now, yes, what, what are your age ranges in in players? What ages? What's the youngest to the oldest range? Seventeen, seventeen to probably forty. To forty. Yeah. Now, yes, are you finding them? You said it's kind of hard to. What, what have you been doing to kind of get the players? Have you been going to like doing your fundraisers or you know? going to like maybe a softball or flag football games to try to or soccer games to try to get those players? Yes, ma'am. We go uh we go we do the fundraisers. We set up at uh uh the local county fairs around here. We've got several players from there setting up booths, you know, with them. Um we've been to uh high schools, we've been to uh softball games. I like I've got soccer players and softball players and some that have played hockey. I mean, we got one girl that's from Canada that originally is from Canada and she plays here now. We've actually got a girl that starts at quarterback is from San Bernardino, California. So, um, and she's a softball coach and a, a former college player. And so we, I mean, this word of mouth, we just, that's sort of how we get them really. It ain't, there's no set. Way I'd like to know what the best way is because I'd sure be doing it. Maybe we'll have a, a show on on recruiting. Uh, maybe I can get some people that 
were successful on the show uh, that have the you know bigger roster size. Now, um, mm-hmm. you know, one thing I found that I know my son used to play high school football, and one thing they mm-hmm. were horrible at was hydration. I mean, the coaches mm-hmm. wouldn't even let them go, you know, get a water break, even though they were, you know, talking, you know, just in a huddle. Mm-hmm. So what is your, what is your mm-hmm. views on, on that? I want them to stay hydrated. We keep water out there at all times. I mean, sometimes we really, you know, get to practice and, working on plays and getting hurry up and, and we'll really uh, run game situations. And in that time, you know, probably for a good 10 or 15 minutes, we don't do any water or anything. But for the most part, the water's always around there, and I tell them, hey, if you need it, you don't have to ask. Just get it, you know. Because mm-hmm. some girls some girls won't drink anything during the whole practice, and some of them just suck it down. You know, I think each person's body um, takes – Tastes to abuse better than others, and and uh, but I for sure want to keep them hydrated, you know, during practice and the game. So people don't realize. I mean, we practice. You start in the winter, and then you play in the hottest part of the year, you know. So it's a big transition. When our first practice we had, it was uh, ten degrees and about a foot of snow on the ground here, and then yeah, you know, the other day we practice is eighty-eight. So. You know, that's a big swing from from the way the guys play. You know, they start practicing in hot sort of in, in high school and play in the cool and the same thing in the pros. So it gets tough, you know. And like I say, I try to tell these girls, you know, work on your cardio at home, stay hydrated, take care of your bodies when I don't see you. So when I do see you, we can work on things other than those. Yeah, they don't realize if you sweat, doesn't matter if it's hot or cold. If you sweat, you need to hydrate. You know, you're, you're mm-hmm. losing that fluid. Now, what about injuries? What do you, how, you know, with with hydration, you get, you know, usually get, uh, you know, cramping. You know, if you're not hydrated mm-hmm. properly. So, how are you? Uh, your injury rates with 18 players. How are you? Are you doing a lot of uh, uh, drills and things to get them in shape so that way you don't foresee any. Right. We, you know, believe it or not, we didn't have any any dehydration or any cramping uh, this past weekend at all. Uh, and really, it's not since I've been coaching, we've not had uh, very many, very much problem with that uh, period. Except we went to Cincinnati the first year, and it was like a 123 degrees on the field, and uh, we just couldn't. You know, we had less than 18 players there. We just seemed to keep up with the hydration as hot as it was. We had wet towels packed on them as soon as they come to the sideline and water and spraying them down and everything. And we had a little bit of cramping that day, but uh, for the most part, we haven't had any of it. I, you know, I really try to get them in shape because when you got 18, they get out. They they all get a lot of playing. Now i got to ask you one more question, Coach. Special teams. I'm big on special teams, how how is your special yeah. teams uh, looking this year? Well, we uh, we got some kick, we got two or three kickers, and uh, we actually had a kicker this weekend put one in the end zone. Um, we punting's not in my vocabulary, so we don't punt unless I mean it, it's just a really really bad situation, and and I have to before I punt. Uh, I'm just not big on punting. 
not big on the, you know, you, people don't work enough on special teams, and, and most of the time that's where games are won and lost, especially in this women's football. And this being my third year, and I'm going to say that 60% of the points we've given up have come on special teams. Um, yeah. Because you just, I mean, it seems like that at the most crucial time, they're, they're better players to play on special teams are wore out when it comes time to covering the ball, you know, and mm-hmm. you're putting people that you wouldn't ordinarily want to put in there to cover, and maybe they're not as fast or, you know, for whatever reason, and we give up those points. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm, I want to uh, – be great on special teams, but I'll tell you, it's 18 players. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, we don't die it a lot just for the cha- – you know, it's a 50-50 chance we can get the ball, first of all, and we can get the ball. In a, and most of the time it's a – you know, you're going to give up good field position, but they're going to down the ball and you don't take a chance on them running it back or whatever With when you mm-hmm. don't have your faster girls in there to cover. So, um we do, you know, we on side at some. We, like I said, we had a girl kick one in the end zone this past weekend. So um, we got a good return team. Um, punting, you know, we've, we've had some teams punt against us, but they sort of disguise it. You know, you don't know if they're going for it. And um, they'll run that rugby style. So a lot of times you don't get a good punt return on. But we do work on it. It's it probably not as much as we need to, but we do work on it. Well, I'm looking forward to your season, Coach. Your next game is April 22nd against the West Virginia Wildfire, and uh, that's your first away game. Um, So why don't you throw out your Twitter and your website so that way everybody can follow along, uh, you know, your season as it goes on. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, we got – I don't know who – honestly, I don't know who takes care of that stuff. We got got some websites and – you know, another thing is is we're a small organization, and a lot of the girls that play, they take care of those websites mm-hmm. for me. I'm not a computer person. I'm sort of a hands-on. Okay, well, I, have, in the I have those right yeah. here. I just thought, you know, um, your Twitter account is at Football Thunder, and your website is www.tricitiesthunder.com. I want to thank you, Coach Johnson, for coming on the show, and I hope to talk to you again soon, and I'll be watching watching your, your team as they go through the season. Yes, ma'am. I sure appreciate you having me on. Okay. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Okay. That was Coach Johnson of the Tri-Cities Thunder. And coming up next, we have Liz Hudson and D.C. Jones of the Fayetteville Fierce. And it looks like we have – I'm going to unmute a 910 area code, and I'm pretty sure that's D.C. Is that you, D.C.? That's me. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, and I see Liz on the line. I'm going to unmute her. Hi, Liz. How are you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. Now, I have another 910 area code. Is that just somebody listening in? Yeah, someone listening in. You okay. Okay, I just want to make sure. I want to welcome this Liz, Liz Hudson. You are running back and co-owner, and D.C. Jones, and you're an O-line, is that correct? Actually, I'm a fullback and a defensive end and general manager. Ah, okay. Okay. 
I, I got you as O-line when I was looking at the site. Um, so you're a defensive end. I'm kind end of all and, around. And full of, so you're, you're an everybody player, <laughs> everything player. <laughs> so I'm excited. This is your, now is this your second season or third season? Which one? Which the team, with the team, the, the Fayetteville oh, this, Fierce. Yes, is this, this the, is our, currently, this is our second season. Second season. Yes. And uh, so, so actually your first your first game of the season is this weekend. And so you're going to be uh, going to Washington to play the Prodigy. Is, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Yes. So tell me a little bit about your team, Liz. Um, what made you decide to, you know, play football and co-own the team? Uh, well, uh, we had a – we played for another team uh, in the area. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess things just kind of, you know, um, fell apart. And the girls still wanted to play. And, um, I mean, me and D.C. talk about this all the time. We're just, you know, we just want be, women to be able to come out and have fun and play football. So uh, we decided to – we all sat down one evening and we thought about a name and we thought about logos and we thought about logistics and everything that we – you know, we thought we needed to cover for, for starting a, a new team, and then we just, you know, we just put it into motion, and it's it's been a little rough, but we're we're hanging in there. Mm-hmm. We're getting things in order and uh, hopefully be, you know, really successful, uh, you know, one day. Well, you, it looks like you have, what, 27 players on the roster. Is that correct? Is that, is that how many you have right now, or do you have a little bit more than that? DC, are you tracking that? We actually have twenty two, twenty three. Okay, twenty two, twenty. Okay, I was just, I was just like, let's say the, the, the league website hasn't been updating, and so I'm well, just kind of getting our, some of our that issue. Right, our issue with that is we we're a military city, and mm-hmm. we have players that come and go, so our roster changes kind of sort of. Okay. You know, so yeah. So what are your, your guys your biggest challenges? I know you, you players are usually it or field. What are what are the challenges of uh, of your team for this for the season, the upcoming season? Well, from a general manager standpoint, my biggest issue is the fact that we are a military town. We have military active duty players, and they have field time. They deploy. They do different things like that. So. We never know what we're going to have, basically, until maybe the last minute. And also, there are a lot of sports played in our area, so we're in competition for the fields because there aren't very many fields for us to play on. So that's one of the biggest things that we have to go because there are male semi-pro teams in the area that rent the field and also different parks and recs, you know, teams rent the same field. Okay, yeah, that's you know that's that's one thing that's a big challenge. I was talking about trying to get the fields because if you have to get you know make sure you have your uh, you know your field insurance and everything and paying up front. Um, so where are you going to be playing at this year? We're playing out at Reed Ross High School. Um, it's on Ramsey Street in Fayetteville. Okay, I saw that on there. No, I'm. Um, as an owner and running back, do you find it find it kind of hard to kind of keep track of both? You know, you have to make sure you have your plays, but then you got to make sure the players are 
are ready to go for travel and all the finances there? Uh, we have a good, we have a great support uh, staff. Uh, DC. Uh, we got Coach Vern, who's one of, who's our head coach. He's also an owner. Um, the coaching staff, some of the spouses of the uh, the teammates come out and help with coaching, and we're we're uh, we're pretty good. We pretty got got all the responsibilities laid around, so that I don't have a whole lot on my plate. And just you know, I know we discussed this. Right now, I'm deployed in uh, Djibouti, uh, Africa. So. You know they're stepping up. They're take they're handling things, getting everything taken care of. And I'm I have really have minimal uh, responsibilities right now due to my you know work schedule. Okay, here I thought you were on vacation, having fun. You know, chasing some <laughs> some giraffe. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. Well, yeah, thank you, I thank wish. you for your service. Thank you very much oh, for your thank service. You. Okay, DC. How did you get DC? I just want to say DC Jones. You know, how did you get your 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 name there? Well, I started playing football back in late 2008, 2009, and down here in North Carolina. So, because I'm originally from Washington DC, the name stuck. Okay. So it it's just yeah. followed me along the way. It's funny because uh, I had a I had a friend who who played for her team in Sacramento, and so we called her Reno. And so when we went to Reno, where she played, as for the other team, we call her Reno, and they kind of looked at us funny because we're in Reno and we're calling her Reno. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I'm, yeah, I will so, probably get those same looks on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how long have you been playing? You've been playing. You said you were playing for since late 2008, 2009. Okay, so you've been playing a long time. Yes. So, um, yeah. so injuries. Now we were talking about hydration uh, earlier. Um, so how 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 does your coaches deal with certain issues? You know, you know, women and men. Our body, you know, is a little different in in the way we, we get injured and our muscles, you know, structure and everything. How does uh, how do your coaches um, deal with things of that nature? Well, we make sure, well, they have the understanding that, you know, get water. They've been coaching for years at different levels, so they understand hydration is a major thing. I'm also working with um, one of a gentleman I know from the Special Forces, and they have this, it's a rehydration, like, packet. It's kind of like, it helps you rehydrate faster. It's better than Gatorade Mm -hmm. because it doesn't have the sugar and the other things in it that, you know, mess with your body. So um, we we pretty much have an understanding. They, I mean, they're pretty good about it. They know they know what to look for. They know the signs and symptoms. One of two of our coaches are actually active duty, so they know when someone's getting dehydrated or yeah. the, if they're close to that point. And also with that yeah. military team, I mean, they they get training all the time on you know how to hydrate. They, you know they're yeah. no. They're, this, this isn't their first rodeo as far as hydration. So um, they they pretty they stay on it. Right. So you have and a lot of weather's experts in the field, and that's as well. you know. What's that? I'm sorry. Our weather's ever changing here. We I say it's bipolar. In the morning we can have snow. <laughs> By evening we can have pollen on the ground. So I mean you know, <laughs> we know what every. <laughs> 
everyone here basically understands, you know, hydrate. We all have put it into the players' heads. Drink water. If you're feeling lightheaded, step to the side, you know. Yeah, my son lives in South Carolina, and he's telling me all of a sudden they have the flash floods, and all of a sudden it's fine, and, and all of a sudden it's flooding over there. And So I wonder, wonder if he could drive over and watch your team. How far are you away from, uh, let's see, I want to say Charleston? Is that South Carolina, or is that Charlotte? Is it Charleston, South We're Carolina? We're about three hours maybe from Charleston. Okay. Yeah. Three and a half, okay. three hours. So what do you what do you foresee for your season then? You have um, your your schedule, um, your travel time. So your your first game, you're going to be traveling five hours, a five hour road trip. Do you do you foresee um, long distance travel with your your schedule this year, or is five hours pretty much the max? Mm, I think that's pretty much the max. Um, besides Baltimore, we do go to Baltimore, which is not that much further from. Washington, so that's not too bad. We also travel to Tennessee this year. Mm-hmm. That's what actually I like about the same distance. The really smaller leagues, yeah. The smaller leagues, you know, that you guys are pretty much staying on the more of the East Coast, and so you're kind of centrally located from everybody else. And, you know, it makes it easier finances. You know, I know that you're – I saw you had a, a, a Fund Me page, a GoFundMe page. How – um, that was towards what uniforms and travel. Yes. That you had. Now, are you still doing fundraisers for the travel, or do you pretty much have that? Um... Absolutely, we're always looking to build our organization through fundraising and also public relations, because the more we mm-hmm. fundraise, we also put our name out there as well. Yeah. I was, was going to ask. Um, so you're in the Central Division. So um, now as your makeup games, I saw that uh, uh, you need to make, make up one game. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, because they, they pushed everybody from the eighth, you know, the game. We were only anticipating the season to start and only two games or two, four teams played that year. So are they going to pretty much push that back to the end of the season for you guys? I, I or just whenever that, uh... you can fit that in? I think that uh, Mary, uh, Mary, who's the uh, the league owner, uh, I believe, maybe co-owner, I think she's got another partner. I think they're going to get it all figured out, and uh, we're going to all be good. And, and I'm not sure of the dates. Maybe we will have that makeup game. I'm not really sure. But I know once we get it all figured out, we're going to all have a great time and, uh, you know, just make sure that the ladies are having fun. Yeah, you know, to me, and I believe to Mary, a lot of a lot of this is just about fun, having fun. Mm-hmm. If you're not having fun anymore, then you know maybe it's time to move on to something else. <laughs> yes. Um, so I was looking at the, the the websites. Now they're trying to get it where the the player fees are lower. Um, are you finding that you have to have uh, a player fees to play? We we like to keep the lower fees um, because there are teams uh, in our area, not not directly uh, in Fayetteville, but in, in the surrounding area, whose dues uh, tend to be a little bit higher, and then people have a hard time paying that. And then you know it goes back to again having fun. If you, how can you? 
I mean, some some of the more some of the people's mortgages are the same cost as their 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 dues, and it's just it's yeah. just not feasible for them. And then you cut out talent that way. And um, so yes, we do have a lower fee set, um, but uh, again, it's just it's just so that everybody can be a part of a part of something, and not kind of, you know not like uh, rule out some people who aren't able to pay for that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree that there should be some type of fee because I think people take it more seriously and they commit that more if they have an investment in it. You know, you have players that you know come in and don't sort of practice, but I think if you have an investment in the team, you're going to be more likely to show up to play. And so, uh, you know, I I agree with the players' fees, but like you said, yeah, you can't have them where it's a, a mortgage payment. Now, doing your player fees. Now, do you have like incentives, like okay, if you sell a season season pass, we'll give you fifty percent of that to go towards your players' fees, or do you have anything like that? We have um, we have programs where uh, the the individual player or the team the team can get sponsored. Um, mm-hmm. So the the ladies have those sponsor forms where they can go out and request from their family, friends, coworkers, whoever to get sponsored. Uh, we also, you know, encourage people to, um, to to reach out to the staff, and if they're unable to pay the, pay the dues, we could set up some type of uh, fundraising event where, you know, a portion of the, the, the proceeds go to that particular player. Um, so there are other options, you know, other than just flat out, right, flat right out playing, paying for their dues, you know, all at once. We also offer, like, you know, a payment program. So they're, you know, so again, they're not just paying right up front all their dues. So there are options for the for the players to um, to get yeah. their dues yeah. in. Well, that's good that you do that because a lot of teams don't do that, and you know, you want them to play and you want them to be able to afford to play, and uh, you know, that's a that's a great plan that you have have there. Now filling the seats. The okay, we were talking. I'm sorry. Okay. I I was just wanted to add that at the end of the day, you know. This is, you know, things cost money. So those, I think, those mm-hmm. players you know, are understanding that, you know, this to play is not free. And even though we want everyone to have fun, you know, we yeah. all need to pitch in. So I think that's where yeah. where we're we're doing good at. I mean, just paying for the referees, the field. I mean, they don't think, oh, oh where's this money going to? The field costs are expensive, and then even the referees. I don't know how many referees. Uh, does your league require uh, four, 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 four referees per game, or four? And you know they're expensive. I mean, you have to find, you know, good referees, especially with with the, every all the other sports going around right now. They have to you have to get them ahead of time. Otherwise, do you, did you have to do that? You had to, uh, I want to say pre-order them, but <laughs> <laughs> to get your referee. Get in and, line. Take you know, a number. Get in line. Yeah, take a number. But um, it, it costs you. Now, what about your now your field? I know that you know people want to fill the stands, and you you don't want to, you know, you have your season passes, you have your tickets, but you do you have like like maybe Armed Forces Day and military gets in free on a certain game or any type of programs like Child's Day. You know, kids you have a a bouncy house and things like that to make it like a a fan experience, excitement and. Well, we're still in the process of trying to figure out some things. We do have ideas like that in mind. It's just a matter of mm-hmm. getting them into play. We had to make sure we 
secure the field. So that that was the biggest step first. But we yeah. do have some things that myself and, and, you know, the owners and the staff are working with. Now, you know, some, some leagues they have like, uh, I, wanna, I don't want to say, I guess I guess I don't want to say it, like a team owners where they get together and they talk. Did you guys have like, because, I mean, there's 14 teams. And so you're small enough where you can all talk to each other. Do you ever have like, say, hey, we're having difficulty with this? You know, can you help me? You know, because having teams help other teams. Is that do you find that being in a smaller league um, that it's more close knit like that? I think that um, we've been in the WFA, and then now this is our first year with uh, the USWFL. But uh, for mm-hmm. the most part, everybody's. Everybody wants everybody to to, to succeed, and um, you know, in the WFA, the the the, the coaching staff and the owners they re, they re, you know they reach out to us, let us know if we you know if we needed anything. Uh, Atlanta Phoenix uh, was very helpful. Miss uh, April Chrysler, she was helpful. Um, Tri City Thunder's owners they reached out to us and talked to us about some things. And we do have a chat room that we, you know, some of us talk in, some of the owners talk in. So I think that everybody is really about, you know, everybody working together to make sure that things uh, things go smoothly and that um, you're, you know, you're you're prepared for what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody I talk to, you know, from all the teams, it's like, oh, I wish I could go to their game. Oh, I wish I could go to their game. It's like. I'm out here. I mean, I'm on the, the the West Coast. You guys are, you know, over there. I can't go to any of your games, but would you ever consider doing some, like, audio broadcasting so I can listen in? Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Definitely we we consider that. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of things that we want to do to get more coverage. Um, so if you're open to – to, uh, you know, providing some suggestions. We're open to, you know, try to implement them. And um, I don't see a problem at all. Okay, yeah, because I was, like I said, I was talking about video, you know, live streaming. Sometimes it's hard to do because we're looking at little bitty ants running on the field, and I was saying how I, I enjoy a good play-by-play. You get the play-by-play announcer, and you're live. You're there. You know what I mean? You have that excitement in, in, in their voice. But we got about two minutes. We got about two minutes left. Um, can you give me your website and your Twitter, and so the so everybody who's you know listening can follow along with your your season? Yeah. Um, so our um, our website is www.fayettevillefierce.com, and um, let's see. Our Twitter is at Fayetteville. FI1. So, um, yeah, we'd like anybody to come out, look at our website, look, uh, go like our Facebook page. We're really close to hitting our Facebook uh, page initial um, requirement, which was 500. So after we get 500 likes, we'll pick one of the people that uh, chose the, that liked the page, and we will uh, be getting them a T-shirt and two season passes. So once that happens, that's what we're going to do. And, um we just just uh, started using the Twitter page a little bit more frequently. So check us out on both. Like us. Do whatever you got to share it, however you got to do it. 
And uh, we appreciate every everybody coming out and listening and showing out, showing some uh, interest in women's football. Mm-hmm. I want to thank you, Liz. I want to thank you, DC, for coming on the show today. And uh, I go, I good luck to your season. I'll be looking forward to your first game against the Washington Prodigy. Have a safe trip. Uh, be careful out there and drive safe. Thank you very much for having us on. Okay. And we will certainly enjoy ourselves in Washington, D.C. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. Thank Have you. Bye-bye. Yeah, that was Liz Hudson and D.C. Jones of the Fayetteville Spears. And before that, we had Coach Johnson of the Tri-Cities Thunder. You can follow them along on Twitter uh, for the Fayetteville Spears at Fayetteville FI1 and the website you can follow at FayettevilleFierce.com and then you can find uh, more information on their Facebook uh, just put in Fayetteville Fierce either women's football or you can go to the USWFL site and so the Tri-Cities Thunder their, their Twitter is at Football Thunder and their website is Tri-Cities Thunder Dot com. Again, I would like to thank Liz and DC and Coach Johnson for coming on the show today. Uh, next week, um, I'm working on some things for next week. I actually was talking to somebody who's in media. Uh, she's worked for NFL Films, and I kind of want to talk to on a team level how maybe she can help teams, you know, get started maybe with some more media coverage of the, you know, they can promote their own or how to get the the word out there on their team. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening, and I'll see you again next week, uh, next Monday, and each and every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thank you so much. Happy Monday.